thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. We invite you to get your Bible, something to take notes with, because I'm believing God's going to say some things to you today. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, that He is our private tutor, right? We, he knows how we learn. He knows what we need to hear, and He will take God's Word and make it real to you and bring revelation in line with that Word. And so expect for God to say something to you today that's going to give you answers that you need. Amen. Uh, we started on previous episodes looking at a topic called fervency, talking about our spiritual temperature, uh, hot for God. Amen. That's what God wants for us. You know, um, Jude wrote, he had, there's one chapter in the book of Jude and in verse three, one of the things he said, earnestly contend for the faith. How many of you know that those two words, earnestly and contend, show great action, sure. great activity. Yeah. Earnestly, when I see that, I always think of the word interested. You have to be highly interested. The more interested you are in something, more, the more earnest you are about something. Sometimes um, for us to become more earnest, we have to become more interested. And so the, the word following that, earnestly contend, that lets us know that um, there's opposition. There's going to be opposition to our faith. Earnestly contend for the faith. We're not contending against God but we're contending with God against opposition. Amen. Amen. We're contending with the word of God. We're contending with the power of God against opposition that comes. So earnestly contend for the faith. And as I said, it's, it's going to call for our interest level that we're spiritually interested in laying hold of everything that God's made ours, not because we have to coerce it from God, but because we have an enemy who's trying to interrupt the flow of what God has made ours. He's trying to diminish that. He's trying to bring hindrances and it's going to take us earnestly contending to get past opposition. And uh, we have to learn to hold fast in the face of opposition to all that has been made ours. We've been looking at, and I want to go back. Listen, you've got to go back. As I always say, watch previous episodes in this series of teaching because I can't restate everything, but there are some key scriptures that we're building on that we will restate. So I want us to look again at Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 in verse 15 Jesus appeared to John on the Isle of Patmos and he gave him messages to give to certain churches that were in existence during that day. And he gave a certain message to the church in Laodicea. 
And this is what he said in Revelation 3, verse 15. Jesus said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot, but then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So Jesus is saying lukewarm is the wrong spiritual temperature, you know? Um, We had stated in in an earlier episode um, that when you go to the doctor, even just for, even if there's nothing wrong with you, you're just going in for a regular checkup, they will always take your temperature because it's an indicator of your physical health. If the temperature is off, something else is behind that. There's something else in the body that is causing that temperature to not be where it ought to be. And so we can take our spiritual temperature. We can take our spiritual temperature and know, um, do we need to be doing something more toward our spiritual life? Do we need to be addressing something toward our spiritual life? Uh, We can know whether we're hot. We can know whether we're cold and whether or not, or lukewarm, and uh, whether or not we realize that others can tell. Others can tell. Why? By conversation, by attitude, right? right? By actions we take. And um, Jesus did not recommend lukewarm. (laughs) His recommendation was so low on lukewarm that he said, I have no... I have no dealings with lukewarm. I spew it out of my mouth. So you would think, just naturally speaking, that at least lukewarm would be better than cold. But as we had said in previous episodes, is that for something to be lukewarm, it once had heat applied to it. Or it had once been hot and cooled down to lukewarm. And Jesus is basically saying, I would rather you had had no, no light of the word than to have light of the word and step away from it. Then not be a doer of it. And um, we need to make sure that when we see light of the word, we're doers of it. Um, so he recommended, he, would, he said, I'd rather you not, not have ever known some things than to know them and not value them, not honor them. So let's, let's go back and, and look at what all has God sown in our heart. Yes. It's to keep yeah. us hot for God. Yes. And it's not okay for us to treat the things of God casually right. because it takes more than that to get past opposition. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, when you go to make a trip, uh, driving a vehicle on a road trip or something, the last thing you want to do is leave on that trip with your tank on low. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. your, your fuel tank, you don't want it low. Uh-huh. Why? Because you're, going to br- you're not going to arrive at your destination. Right. And uh, if you ignore the levels mm-hmm. yeah. in your life, yeah. right. uh, that's why some people struggle because of the levels in their life. Yeah. Fullness matters. Hotness matters. Hotness is really an indicator of how full we are of the word and the spirit. Amen. Uh, Then let's go over. We've been looking also in Romans chapter 12. It's something that Paul wrote. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. He says this, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, 
in honor preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Look at this. He's talking about walking in love with the brethren. Then he's talking about honoring. And then he goes into talking about being fervent. When, we've, when we're fervent, hot for God, walking in love is no difficulty. When we're hot for God, honoring what should be honored is not a struggle. Amen. Our fervency will help us walk this Christian life with ease to where it's not a difficulty to obey, but it's a flow. And um, we look again in verse 11, it says, not slothful in business. Well, we know this, if if a businessman is slothful, he he can lose his business. If an employee is slothful, they can lose their job. Well, even so, I think it's fitting that these words are next to this phrase, fervent in spirit, because they look like two opposite things, talking about natural business and talking about fervency of spirit. But I think it's an indicator that we can look at when we say no more than slothful in business works, being less than fervent in spirit doesn't work. We don't want to be slothful in spirit. Amen. We want to be fervent. Yeah. Just like we need, if a, if a man starts a business for that to succeed, he's going to be, have to be fervent about the success of that business. Yes. He's going to have to be fervent about the product he sells, yes. believing in the product he sells, yes. what he brings to other people. Yes. And when he's in, endeavoring to interest people in what he has to bring to them, there needs to be an interest. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, because being slothful will be the end of a business. Yes. Well, being slothful will be the end of some of the things that we should be partaking of spiritually. And so we want to be fervent in spirit. And then look at the next phrase, fervent in spirit then says serving the Lord. This shows us how it's, what is our appropriate spiritual temperature when we're serving the Lord? It's to be hot for God. This word fervent, the definition for fervent means to be hot. And then it doesn't just say to be hot, it says to boil. So there are, there are degrees of hotness, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, you can have something that might be hot and you can't touch it. If you're boiling, if you're going to heat up water, it can get so hot you can't touch it with your finger, but that doesn't mean it's boiling. Mm-hmm. But he's saying to boil. Why? Because you're bubbling over then. Amen. So uh, this is the spiritual temperature for those who are spiritually healthy. Yes. 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 Is we're hot for God. Yes. Meaning what? Our interest level is it's always full and overflowing yes. in the things of God. Yes. We're interested in the word. We're interested yes. in what God's in what God's doing. Yes. Amen. And we're interested in what God has for our lives. Yes. Um, this will play into our health. It will play into our health. If we're slothful toward the healing word, we will not get past the opposition of pain, symptoms, disease, sickness, the way we could if we were boiling over with that word. Let me, let me talk to you. Uh, let me spend a little bit of time on that for a second. There was a woman that she was a medical doctor. Her name is... Lillian B. Yeomans. I would recommend you get her books um, if you don't have them. Her last name is spelled Y-E-O-M-A-N-S. And she was a medical doctor uh, in the earlier half of the 1900s. 
she, through her medical practice, she um, could, just to keep up with the workload, she started taking drugs. She ended up realizing she was a morphine addict. Mm -hmm. She was taking all kinds of strong drugs. Um, she realized one day she's an addict. She didn't do it for recreation. She did it because her work hours were so long. She was not resting. She needed to, she needed to have the energy yes. to keep working. Well, she had possibly, from her writings, it seems like she might have been saved when she was younger but she had stepped away from her fellowship with God. She had um, backslidden spiritually. And it was during this time that she, she realized she was a drug addict. Um, she goes down to death's door. And she had seen through her medical practice what happened to those who were drug addicts that didn't get help. And so she found herself in a very deplorable condition. Her mind was not, her mind was unsound because she's having hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Her mind is not functioning right. Mm -hmm. And um, there looked to be no help for her. Well, she came back to God. Mm -hmm. um, she started giving the word its proper place in her life. Right. She would attend, again, attended to her spiritual life. Mm -hmm. She went back to meetings and sat under some very, some of the leading ministers of her day. And some of them had prayed for her and there had been some help. Mm -hmm. But she talks about the time that she just took the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Those are the books that record Jesus's earthly ministry. Yes. She took those four gospels and she went through and just found the healing passages mm -hmm. and read them over and over and meditated in them, soaked in them. Now you understand she's having, if I could say this, mental uh, struggles right. just to hold the mind yeah. out of a place to where it's not tormented yeah. and harassed. Right. So she starts this process and she's struggling. She's struggling with symptoms in her body when, you know, the withdrawals from something like that is, is no game. Mm -hmm. And she just puts that, her Bible on her lap and she just spends hours a day just feeding herself on these healing scriptures. She did that over a series of days. She does not list how long she did it. But she said after a time of doing that where she spent hours a day just feeding on these healing scriptures, and getting them in her, she said, it dawned on her one day, every symptom was gone. Wow. Completely gone. And she said, the interesting thing about it, I didn't recognize when it left because she said, I got so absorbed with the word that my attention went off of my symptoms, off of my body because something else moved in. This is the benefit of being hot. Right. Yeah. The right thing is in your attention. Right. The right thing is moving in yeah. and it's burning out the wrong thing. It's removing and getting rid of the wrong thing. Wrong things came into her life when she was less than hot. Yeah. 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 
she would have been lukewarm because you, cold means you know nothing. You've right. never heard yes. the gospel. Yes. You've never heard anything of light. Yes. Right. You've never been given any revelation. You've never heard that Jesus is a savior. That's cold. Right. That would be a cold temperature. Mm-hmm. But if you've heard and set him aside, oh, God. that would be a lukewarm. And Jesus warned those in the book of Revelation. He said, you don't have the place in victory that, that you should have. Um, so I would say this. Sometimes people are trying to get healing. When I would say this, increase your spiritual temperature. Stoke the fire. Yes. Yes. How do you do it? The way she did it, feeding on the word. Yes. When we feed on the word, it starts addressing. The word addresses the, the need. Yes. The Word starts dealing with the difficulties. The Word starts dealing with the oppositions. Listen, we don't defeat the devil. The power of God defeats the devil in us. The power working in us. The power in the Word. The power of the Word in our mouth. It's it's God and His power that deals with opposition. It's not us. and, And it's not even our faith. Our faith opens the door to the power of God for the power of God to deal with it. Faith is simply God's invitation to work. That's what faith is. That's how we got saved. Everyone who's born again, we are saved by grace through faith. We aren't saved by faith. We're saved through faith. What's that mean? Faith is the channel. Faith is the open door. Faith is the pipeline that the grace of God, the power of God flowed through to work salvation in you. So see, when when we use our faith, exercise our faith, we invite God. We open the door to God. When we use our faith, we close the door to the devil. Amen. 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 So that's why hotness matters. When people are struggling to receive healing, check your spiritual temperature. Get full of the word. Start burning hot for God that you're interested, that your attention goes to him instead of the opposition, the feeling, the symptoms, the body, the mind. Get your attention on God because what will happen, the more we are in his word and in times of fellowship with him in prayer, uh, we become a partaker mm-hmm. of his flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does the word tell us about God? He is fire from the low ones up and low ones down. Yes. You can't get around fire and not get hot. Amen. The closer we stay to the fire, the hotter we become. The fire of the word, the the fire of of God's presence. Amen. That it just burns in us. Amen. Dad Hagen, who was our spiritual father, Kenneth Hagen, used to make this statement to us. He said, it's when you get thrilled with the word that it works for you. What's he talking about? Hot for the word. How do you know if you're hot? If you're thrilled, if you're excited to go to church, you're excited to read the word, you're excited your time of fellowship with God. That is you're thrilled with it. Why? Because you're hot. Your, your spiritual temperature is warming up to God. Amen. I want to read the Amplified Classic translation out of Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Listen to the, how, the, how the Amplified reads. It says, never lag in zeal. Now notice though, never lag or don't get behind in zeal. What's he, t- what's he talking about? Hotness. 
Why is that? To lag behind is to get out of the highest flow. Yes. To lag behind, you can, you're out of the place of safety. Uh, have you ever had somebody say, um, you're, the two of you are going maybe to the same location, but you're going to drive in separate cars? Yes. You don't know how to get there, but they do. And they say, just follow me, I'll, I'll lead the way. Yeah. The, the last thing you want to do when you're following is lag behind. Yeah. Why? Cars can come in between you. If, especially if it's dark at night, you can lose track of which, which taillights was I following, right? What did their taillights look like? Because if there's a lot of traffic, now if you're in the country, that's you know more of a rural area, it might be easy, easier to follow. But when you're in a city area like I'm in, brother, your safety to arrival is how close you follow. Yes. When somebody tells me, follow my car, I know how to follow. It's get on the bumper. It's not like have a, have a nice distance between because that distance is, is, a, is a loss of safety. When I see this, never lag. Don't get behind. Don't fall behind in zeal. Why is that? Because that's not the safe place. That's not the place where you're going to experience the best. Don't fall behind spiritually. Yes. Don't fall behind in your spiritual temperature. Right. Don't yes. cool down. Yes. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Look at this. Be a glow. Mm-hmm. Be a glow. Yeah. Yes. You've seen if they put a piece of iron in a fire because they're needing to work on it. They can't work on it until they can't hit on it rightly and get it to take the shape they need it to take until it's glowing. It's not enough that it's been the fire and hot. It's got to be at a certain temperature before it's bendable, before it's workable. And so when we're hot for God, God can shape and mold us in a way that it's the, the, the action of that is not a negative. We don't think, oh, that's hard. No, it just smoothly works in our life because when we're glow, we're, we're so moldable. But if, the, if, if a piece of iron is cold, forget, forget molding it. Amen. You'd have to take a saw and, and cut it is all you can do, but you can't shape it. You can't shape it. So be a glow. And burning with the Spirit. Serving the Lord. He served best when we're hot. Um, when, when we see this, verse 11, never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor, be aglow. The understood subject of this passage is you. Let's put it this way. You never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. You be aglow. You be burning with the Spirit, yes. serving the Lord. Yes. Me, know this, it's not up to God how hot we are. Right. Right. It's not up to God to make us hot. Yes. It's up to us to be hot. Right. Yes. It's up to us to put things in place mm-hmm. in our life to make sure we're hot. Right. Well, we talked about that in previous episodes. What will raise our spiritual temperature or what will, will lower it? One of the things, of course, feeding on the word and fellowship with God in prayer, top of the list right there. But part of that is also a local church because that's the place that's going to help feed you the word and help to te- help help 
teach you how to know God better. You need a pastor. You need a pastor. That's going to play into your spiritual temperature. That will stoke your spiritual temperature. It'll stoke the fire in you. Not only to have a local church and to have a pastor, but to have the fellowship of those who are hot. Amen. Amen. These things matter. I said they matter. And so it says again, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. How do we know if we're hot for God that serving the Lord is not a complaint to us? We've got no complaint in our mouth. We are glad to do it. What is the struggle that we see with God's people, the Hebrews that he delivered out of Egypt? They complained their whole way through 40 years of wilderness. And what was that a sign of? They weren't hot. Why were they not hot spiritually? Why were they not hot? They did not take what God said to them and hold to it in their heart. If they would have put the word in their mouth, God has given us this land. It's a good land. It flows with milk and honey. If they would have put that in their mouth and sowed that into their heart, that thing would have burned in them. That's why Joshua and Caleb uh, were, were kept alive while everyone else of their generation died. Right. Why? Because they held to what God said. Yeah. Amen. When they came back as spies from spying out the promised land, when they came back, they said, we are well able. Let's go up at once. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 10 doubtful, unbelieving spies said there are giants in the land. They, and this is what they said. Yeah, there's giants. They're bread for us. Let's go eat good. Right? right? Let's yeah. go eat them. Right. Yeah. Amen. Why did they say that? Their hotness. Yeah. They were full yeah. of what God said to them. Yes. Being full of the word yes. is going to elevate our spiritual temperature. Yes. It's going to raise that spiritual temperature. Yes. And when you're hot for God, there's just certain things you just don't do. You don't have a complaint in your mouth. Why? You're too hot. You're too hot to complain about anything. When you're hot for God, you, you take action. You don't just sit and complain and, and talk about what things are not working. You're, it, being hot for God turns you into a doer of the Word. I tell you what, you're a doer of, your word, of the Word. Amen. Well, we're... We're just scratching the surface here. We're, we're going to go further. You don't want to miss next time because uh, these things will, if I could say this, if we'll have certain things like this in place in our life, the struggle's over. The struggle is over. Amen. And um, these things are an easy fix for us. Amen. They're very doable. Well, you don't want to miss next time. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle.
On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.